Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford since 1983. They have been providing you American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Get in on all the action like the NBA playoffs tonight with the promo code A to Z Sports in America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Trust the people who know the Nashville real estate landscape. Trust Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group team. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Get in on all the action. I just heard a crash downstairs, which means the uh, the cats have gotten into something, and that's going to make me very upset. But in the meantime, I'm going to maintain, because you know why? My air conditioning is functioning at a high level, courtesy of Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac. Com. Every part of me wants to get up and sprint downstairs to see what just came crashing down in my uh, in my kitchen or my dining room right now. It sounds like they've gotten into something. Just an absolute disaster. Anyway, uh, let's <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into what I saw today at mandatory minicamp. Albert says, says focus, Buck. I'm trying. Damn it, I'm trying. <laughs> so major developments. Uh, or storylines that are starting to develop in a major way at St. Thomas Sports Park, at Mandatory Minicamp, because this is the closest thing to training camp that, of course, we will see. This is their last week of work and something that, you know, we're going to need to get our fix off of before the NFL and myself goes on summer vacation. So what I observed today was a great many things. We saw more of the veterans, right, that all of them are reportedly in the building but there was a handful of them, and I tweeted it out today. Uh, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 players who were at the facility but who were not out on the practice field. And I'll tell you who those were here momentarily. But you're starting to see competition at the various – and there's not many positions that are open for competition at this point for the Titans. But you're starting to see the ground roots of that come to fruition. You're starting to see uh the the players interact on a more on a higher level, I guess I should guess I should say. More of the starters on offense, more of the starters on defense, the vets and the rookies mixed in and uh competing out there on the practice field. It almost feels normal. Uh John Oak says anyone else seeing the sites where people talking about about the Titans, about hat and how Julio Jones doesn't mean crap to to the team and the Colts are better. It's getting old, it's dumb. And how Tannehill is garbage, blah, blah, blah. John, nobody is doing that here. Who are, who are you yelling at right now? Do you see anything about any of that here on tonight's show? Or are you just right? Are you just, do you just need to get something off your chest? Uh, and that's okay. You can, you can scream into the ether if you so choose. But like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? That's it's nowhere close to anything what we're doing here tonight on primetime. So, you know, scream if you want to. That's okay. We're going to continue the conversation about Titans mandatory minicamp. So, my uh, my Two Rivers Ford take, or rather your Two Rivers Ford take, here on a Tuesday night, what most interests you 
at Titans minicamp. What one storyline are you most focused on? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Give me your response. What are you most focused on at Titans minicamp right now? You'll hear from Ryan Tannehill, Bud Dupree, and Roger Saffold in that order over the course of tonight's show. Before we do that, though, you guys got to weigh in with your commentary. Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch, what are you most focused on at Mandatory Minicamp this week? While you guys do that, I'll tell you about Two Rivers Ford and their Ford Blue Advantage program. They make sure that not only are are they the best place to buy a new vehicle, but they are the best possible dealership to go and get a pre-owned vehicle. They've been doing business for almost 40 years. You know that means something. When you talk about reputation and reputable brands, reputable business dealings in Middle Tennessee, Two Rivers Ford always comes to mind. Ford Blue Advantage on their pre-owned vehicles mean that those pre-owned vehicles have been fully inspected, come with a warranty, and they have 24-7 roadside assistance just for that extra peace of mind. So if you're looking for a used car, truck, or SUV, go see my friends at Two Rivers Ford. They're in Mount Juliet to seven miles east of the airport, and they'll hook you up with the right vehicle for you or do your window shopping online at tworiversford.com, the best in the business. So what are you most interested out of Titans mandatory minicamp at this point? I see see, uh, Karen O'Keefe and Austin Hall Both won a little Julio. Hope that wasn't too loud in the microphone. But yeah, I feel like that's going to be popular tonight. Uh, Juicebox678 says he's interested in Caleb Farley. Um, So for those of you that are, let's go ahead and get this out of the way first. Because I understand. You know, you want to to know more about your first round pick. You want to know what progress he's making. Right now, he's nowhere nowhere close to the football field. Uh, we asked Vrabel about it today, and we we were given a response, you know, for what he's being asked to do, the all positive reviews at this point, which is, you know, study in, in the meetings and rehabilitate and, uh, you know, hang out in the weight room and with the training staff while the rest of the team is out on the practice field. And, and that's about the extent of what Caleb Farley's, Farley's doing. So uh, you're not going to see anything of him during mandatory minicamp. It's only two days and, and Thursday they don't intend to practice. They're going to be in the facility and they're going to work. But, um, you know, right now you're, you're not going to see him and, and it's unclear whether we will see him at training camp over the course of those weeks. When we finally get to them about six weeks from now, eh, less than six weeks from now, but about uh, a little over a month from now, yeah, right about six weeks. I had it right about six weeks from now. We'll, we'll, we'll begin to have this Caleb Farley discussion again, but right now, you know, Lloyd Leonard is asking the same uh, status on Farley. There is the status is rehab. Status continues to be rehab. The status is unchanging at this point. Uh, Kendrick wants to know what about the tight ends? What are they looking at like uh, looking like right now? Major Mark West on Twitter says role of the role players. Evans, Ferk, Reynolds. Well, Ferks is not a role player. He's a starting tight end right now um, for the time being. Right now, I should I should tell you that. Um, the, the Titans aren't done at tight end. So I, I, I don't know that it's Zach Ertz, uh, you know, a bunch of names that you guys recognize that you're always throwing at me. Uh, I don't know who it is at this point. I know they're having conversations about a lot of different guys. I know they're monitoring uh, a lot of different situations, Ertz being one of them, but they're right now, that's just kind of like a wait and see situation. So, um, 
I think they're going to address the tight end position. In fact, I know they're going to address the tight end position at some point between now and training camp. But who is the solution to that and whether or not they are able, they are in a position to usurp Anthony Ferkser as the current starter on this roster at that position remains to be seen. Uh, Alonzo says, says he's most interested in the health of the team. Yeah, you want to see everybody come out of this clean right now. The tight end room and the defense, according to Austin. Uh, Puka says Caleb Farley. Well, we've given the update on that. Alex Gene Feltz is still worried about the kicking game. Or rightfully so, because Alex Hobble, I believe is how you pronounce the undrafted rookie free agent kicker's last name, the kicker from Ohio State. You're not even out there. And Tucker McCann did not. I mean, you know, it's one day. Uh, and I, I don't watch every kick of Tucker McCann's practices, but today, like he didn't look good of what from what I saw. It, it's it's shaky at best uh, for the Titans kicking situation. And and maybe there are moves yet to come at that position as well. But right now, one of them's not even on the field and the other one looks unprepared at this point. But um, there's plenty of time for them to get that situation ironed out. Although they don't want to, you know, they, they have been pretty, they've been pretty cavalier with how they've handled their kicking situation. And it certainly cost them the opportunity to win games more than once and over several seasons at this point. So you're not wrong to be worried about the kicker. Um, Paul Reddy says, Lawan look healthy. Well, no, because he's not out there yet. So he's uh, not healthy at this point. In fact, he came out of the facility and told me that I looked like I was gaining weight. And I told him that he looked like he was losing weight. So perhaps I'll play tackle and he can play tight end. And that can be your situation at this point. But he's at the facility. He's just not, you know, he's not practicing right now. Uh, still working through the rehabilitation process. Amar says, doesn't sound like Farley is hitting the field anytime soon. No, you are correct. That uh, That is accurate. Yeah, I don't think he's anywhere close at this point. But somebody who is close is Julio Jones. And somebody who is out on the field working with Julio Jones is Ryan Tannehill. Because the biggest storyline to me, one of them, and we'll get to the two others. I have three total for you prepared. Uh, one of them for me is the connection, the chemistry between Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones. Yeah, Ryan, the, the other day in practice, saw you just kind of talk to uh, Julio Jones after one of the reps. Uh, I wanted to ask you just how that conversation, that communication is going, just as far as you and him getting on the same page, as you mentioned before. Yeah, it's going to take hundreds of those little small communications, you know, um, throughout training camp, throughout now, up until, you know, even throughout the season. You know, it's just got constant communication, uh, fine-tuning things, making sure that we're seeing things the same way. Um, you know, I'm going to communicate with him how I see certain certain plays, uh, certain routes against maybe a low hip coverage or a high hip coverage and where I expect the ball to be um, on all those different types of things. So um, it's going to be a learning process. There's, there's going to be a lot we're going to have to cover um, from now until uh, till the first game, uh, but it'll be a, a learning process for both of us, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hundreds of conversations. Ryan Tannehill, uh, Frank Lucas says, elite number 17, Yes, Ryan Tannehill, your uh, franchise quarterback, the person responsible for delivering uh, delivering the ball to Julio Jones. They're working together. They're getting as many reps as humanly possible. At this point, they are creating chemistry off the field. They're going out to dinner together. They are, they're spending legitimate time together, both in their meetings on the field, well, in their meetings on the field and off the field as well. So you feel good about that at this point. And Ryan Tannehill's got an entirely new cast of characters that he has to work with right now. There are a lot of things that Ryan Tannehill is going to have to elevate. Um, 
And listen, it's not hard to elevate when you've got A.J. Brown at some point and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry back today, and and we, we did not hear from him. I don't, I don't know if he's going to speak to us tomorrow or not. We'll see. Um, I may, Maybe so. Get Derrick's pretty good about it. And if he's if he's in the building, he's normally willing to, uh, to talk with us via Zoom. So we will see uh, where we get with that tomorrow. But Ryan Tannehill and these receivers – you know, this isn't the first time that Ryan Tannehill's had to break in rookie wide receivers, but it is the first time that Julio Jones has ever worked with a different quarterback. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Julio Jones has caught passes from other quarterbacks in Atlanta, but this is the first time that he has had a different starting quarterback in the 10 years that he's been in the league. He's always had Matt Ryan. And and it's not that Julio Jones can't be great without Matt Ryan. I thought they were an incredible tandem. Matt Ryan... Uh, has been very, very successful in Atlanta. He's, he's an NFL MVP. He's been to several NFC championship games. He's won uh, double-digit games in, in the league several times over. He's played in a Super Bowl, having not won a Super Bowl, understanding, but it's not like Matt Ryan's a slouch. So Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones, they're going to they're gonna have to get on the same page at this point and, and try and iron out these things that guys who are just now getting to know each other from a teammate standpoint are are going to have to do and it could it would be with anybody it was Ryan Tannehill coming in here and having to figure it out with AJ Brown and, and Corey Davis when he did and, and Tajay and Ferkser and Janu and all of the players that were new to him when he was traded here so it's it's not without precedent Tannehill's a pro Julio Jones also a pro and it helps that they've both been here now for uh this isn't their first time on the field together is what I should say it, it's a big deal that Julio Jones showed up to those voluntary workouts even if it was just for a day because of the create the relationship that he's trying to create with Tannehill and with his fellow teammates so that's the first thing that I'm watching the first major storyline that is starting to develop in mandatory mandatory minicamp I got two more for you that I'll tell you about here in just a second right after I remind you about the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook, my favorite sportsbook app, America's favorite sportsbook app, because it's the top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook is how you get in on all of the action. NBA playoffs, baseball, NHL, everything in between. DraftKings Sportsbook is getting you in on the action. When you, uh, they also offer great odds. They're not just putting you in uh, courtside, basically, and I'll tell you about that offer here in just a second. They're not just putting you courtside during the NBA playoffs, but they are offering you great odds on promotions, odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and much more all week long. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. You do that by betting on the basketball team of your choice, to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code A to Z Sports for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. Promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So what are you most interested in at Titans Mandatory Minicamp? I've given you the first thing that I'm watching. Uh, you'll hear more about the other two momentarily, but I want to read some of your comments. Uh, my homeboy, says Trenny, is a Miami Dolphins fan, told me that RT17 was going to ball out for us way back then. I mean, listen, Tannehill has always been capable. But what he is now is 
I mean, you know, I, I see Chris Frazier making the comments and I see other people making the comments, but Tannehill is legitimately performing over the last two seasons at an elite level. Like he is in the same echelon statistically as Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that he is going to win as many games as them. I'm not saying he's going to win as many Super Bowls as those two have. Uh, I'm not saying any of those things, but performance on the field, he is statistically showing up in a way that elite-level quarterbacks do. So uh, whether or not your, your Dolphins buddy saw this coming, I think everybody thought Ryan Tannehill was better than what we had seen from him at the early stages of, of his career, but I, you know, anybody would be lying to you if they told you they saw this coming from Ryan Tannehill, where he is just so far and away superior to what came before him. Uh, it is, it is one hundred percent spectacular to watch play out. Um, Adam Stupid Face Gase says John Hims, yeah, Adam Stupid Face Gase, ruiner of quarterbacks and largely bad decision maker, except Le'Veon Bell. Adam, the one thing that I think Adam Gase got right is is Le'Veon Bell and and being done with him, running him out of town in New York when he did, because that dude has fallen off a cliff. You saw, you know, making comments in the media about he'll never play for Andy Reid again, and then he has to walk it back, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's it's uh, Adam Gase got many things wrong, but Le'Veon Bell, he got right. Um, let's see. Uh, Weaver there, says Dean Buckwalter. Yes, Rashad Weaver is there. Uh, we talked to Bud Dupree a little bit about that earlier today and he is working out Bud Dupree or not I'm sorry Bud Dupree is not yet Bud Dupree is rehabbing Rashad Weaver is working out with the outside linebackers uh, and has been all throughout the course of OTAs and mandatory minicamp tight end is a bigger need even if it is even one at this stage of the offseason uh Sherm did an interview with Farley on PFF they're cool that would be a lot of fun to watch but I guess you guys are debating back and forth about uh, back and forth about adding corner help. I don't think corner help is the first thing that's going to come to you. Certainly tight end is the place that they are going to start. Um, Julio and Tannehill got to get the right timing and depth of routes as a more. Yes, that's something that they're working on right now. Um, but two other, th- two other storylines that I'm watching develop uh, are the right tackle competition. We talked to Keith Carter, the offensive line coach, yesterday via Zoom, and the the comments there I really found interesting, and I'm going to write about it later for A to Z SportsNashville.com. In fact, after we wrap up the primetime show, I'm going to get to cranking out some articles because I got a bunch of stuff to write. Uh, But right tackle competition, you've seen uh, seen Kendall Lamb um, working himself in in the last two weeks at this point. Raidens has seen more time with the Titans just because he's been here physically longer, but I think I think you'll see Kendall Lamb probably start the first couple of games, but I can't imagine that you see you don't see Raidens in that lineup by um, the after the first month of the season. I think there's going to be there's a lot of room, there's a lot of growth potential there that I think is going to be spectacular. Now Ty Sambrello is not out there today, um, so it's really between at this point it's early, but it's between Lamb and Raidens for right tackle, and it's important to note that Raidens is also playing a little guard. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Frazier says, how are Brown's knees? I don't know, but I, you know, I saw AJ walking out of the parking lot today. Uh, he was parked, uh, he was parked a couple spots down for me leaving practice. So I was sitting in my car doing the zooms on my laptop. Cause otherwise I'd have to sit outside the, the St. Thomas sports park where our media room is, is currently under construction. So they had like car tables set up outside of practice, but I didn't want to sit on the practice field and just roast in the sun. 
while I'm doing the Zoom. So I took my my uh, we all we're all sharing a parking lot right now, which is not normally the case. Like the media, the players, the coaches, the staff for the team. So we're all out in the same parking lot, and I'm sitting on Zoom on my laptop in my car with the air conditioning on, and uh, and I'm starting to get tweets about you know who wasn't out there because AJ wasn't out there today. He is in the building, um, but I did not know he was in the building until I saw him. Uh, you know, walk out behind me on our way to our cars at the practice facility today. So AJ there, AJ rehabbing. Um, not much of an update at this point on his knees. Timothy uh, Ludford says, watch out for the LSU wide receiver. Racy McMath is, is fascinating. Um, but I watched him run through drills today, and then I watched Julio, which is not, <laughs> which is not, uh, not even a fair comparison. It's not fair to Racy McMath, but it just like it shocked me how much different they looked going through the drills. And they're large; they're kind of the same size, which is wild. Uh, what Julio is able to do so much more quietly and so much more efficiently. Uh, and Racy McMath, a sixth round, no seventh round pick for for a reason, right? He's he has had an inconsistent college career. He struggled to break the lineup, um, and uh, and. You know, I, it was just that they happened to go right after one another in the drills today, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to look at Racy McMath the same again because I just saw somebody the same size do do what he could not in terms of footwork at an incredibly different rate. It was uh, It's wild to watch. But, you know, I think he's I think he's going to be a good special teams player. I don't know about contributing in the passing game, uh, but that we will see. Given last year's situation, how is Ra- Raiden's reacting to coaching? Players have all said good things. Yeah, I mean, the, the the coaching staff has been very complimentary of them. Um, I talked about this on the radio show today. We played a little bit of audio of Keith Carter saying, you know, uh, we're just trying to, we're trying to get it through to him that he does not need to have the perfect first step every time when we're focusing up on our, on, on our run blocking scheme, on our run fits. It doesn't need to be the perfect step every time. If you take a good step and you focus on the, uh, the, quickness and the aggressiveness, the violence of executing your assignment, the rest of it will come more naturally. You're never going to get the perfect step, but he's processing things in a way that he is so focused on getting the perfect first step that it's slowing him down a little bit. But that's that's normal. I mean, there's plenty of athletes who go through this, and, and that's not uncommon in, in any in any sports arena where athletes are, are processing. There's too much to process too quickly. So they to I don't want to dumb it down is not the right word, but to to just kind of relax a little bit and and get a get as good a first step as humanly possible in the case of the offensive line, then execute with the uh, physical uh, the physicality and the toughness and the violence, which continues to come up in our conversations with Keith Carter that they expect from the rest of the offensive line: Saffold, Lawan, Ben Jones, Nate Davis. Uh, violent players on the offensive line, certainly in their run-blocking scheme to the benefit of Derrick Henry. Um, it's not just Derrick. It's an incredible offensive line in front of him at this point. Uh, good evening, Buck. Back on nights. How are you, says Daryl John? Well, it's I'm great, Daryl. It's, uh, it's good to see you, buddy. But right now we're talking about camp storyline. So Tannehill and Julio, right tackle competition. The third and final storyline that I'm focused on is secondary cohesion. Um, I I was blown away today by by Janoris, or you know, I should call. I got I got to get in the habit of calling him Jackrabbit because that's what he wants to be called. So Jackrabbit Jenkins 
is hyper aggressive out there. The dude is all over the place. Mike Vrabel spoke uh, positively about him today, how much fun he is to coach. You could see the aggression on the field. He's out there breaking up passes all over the place. He's checking dudes like Cam Batson at the line. Like it was for for a for a mandatory minicamp. What were they? What were they running? Eleven on eleven. It was it was physical. Secondary cohesion is going to be big. And right now we haven't seen all the parts. Right, uh, Christian Fulton, second day in a row, second week in a row that we haven't seen him out there. Janoris Jenkins returned. Chris Jackson playing a lot of outside corner, the seventh round pick from last year. No Farley, Molden not uh, Molden going through individual drills right now, but not working in seven on seven or in eleven on eleven. He's getting uh, he's getting what well, not he's doing less in those. He's not completely not participating, but he is doing substantially less. So how these guys kind of gel with all the new parts, new new strong safety. To play opposite Bayard, new uh, new corners on the outside and potentially in the slot. We will see how long it takes these guys to come together because they're all over the place at this point in terms of their their health, their their availability, um, and you know they're it's it's all shuffle. All of the positions are shuffling amongst themselves right now. That's what the this time of year is for. But certainly, that is something to keep an eye on. Because, you know, as Ronnie Sneed points out on Facebook Live, Byard kept talking about communication issues last season. So maybe that'll be better this season. Uh, maybe, but they have to be able to work together first. And that's not something that's happened just yet. Plenty of time, though. Let us, uh, Lewis Duffelfield says, do I think Fulton might be trade bait? That's why he's not practicing? No, that's, uh, that is 100% inaccurate, Lewis. That's not even a, a remote possibility. But I... Uh, you know, I mean, you're entitled to float whatever theory you want, but I'm just, you know, telling you flat out that that's not what's happening. He's dealing with, uh, you know, he's dealing with something, but they're not going to tell us and they don't have to produce injury reports right now, but it's not, it's not a trade situation. Don't, don't, don't psych yourself out. Uh, let's talk about the guys who aren't out there. Cause I, I named off or I, I tweeted out 12 names who weren't physically on the practice field today at the facility, but not at the practice field. The question that I have for you is who are you most anxious to get back? Is it Bud Dupree, A.J. Brown, or Taylor Lewan? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. That is where we can continue the conversation. Lewan, Dupree, or A.J. Brown? Who are you most anxious to get out on the practice field? Uh, you'll hear from one of those three. Here in just a second. In the meantime, I will tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone now that the, the heat of the summer is officially upon us. Make sure that you are comfortable in your home with Brymac Mechanical or if you've got a residential, uh, a commercial business, excuse me, Brymac can do that too. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Uh, let's see. Dupree says, Omar, so who do you want most back of the injured players? Now, there's so there's 12 of them that were not out there today. Let me go through the list. Uh, let us see. I had the tweet, and now it has vanished. Okay. Blake, uh, Blake Hobble, the kicker, A.J. Brown, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Caleb Farley, Maurice Smith, Bud Dupree, Jayon Brown, Monty Rice, Aaron Brewer, Ty Sambrello, 
or Taylor Lewan not on the practice field today. So those 12 um, at the facility, but not uh, not available to participate in minicamp the way the re- everybody else was today. So those names, and I left out I left out Christian Fulton in that. I should have included Christian Fulton in that tweet. Um, but Christian, Christian Fulton also not out there for the second practice last Thursday and then today on Tuesday. It's the second time in a row that we have not seen uh, that we have not seen the uh, the former second round pick. Dupree uh, is who Omar wants back. Brad Lipford agrees on YouTube, as does Christopher Slaughter on Facebook Live. Daryl John says Dupree, then Lawan. Verbal says he wants to see Bud. Chris uh, Scrugg says Dupree. Lewis Chesney, AJ, Paul Ruddy, Lawan. Uh, a lot of votes for Bud Dupree. It's uh, something uh, Facebook Live is, am I, somebody said on Facebook, I'm frozen up. If, uh, let me know if anything is, uh, if anything's going wrong, and we'll see if we can't rectify the situation. But if uh, if you're experiencing technical difficulties, uh, I it may not be on me this time because I'm looking at it on a different screen, and it looks to be okay. B Red says I'm not frozen. All right, so reset your internet. Um, can't help with, can't help but think where Calvin Ridley would be without Julio there in Atlanta. Says Brooke. I mean, he's going to be fine. Calvin Ridley's a really really good player. Callen wants to see Bud. Stephen Crozio says Taylor Lewan, and then. Bud Dupree. Dirk of time agrees with that assessment. So who, who do you want to see? Who are you most anxious to see back out there? Cause I'll be honest. I, you know, for the sake of, I mean, they're all three, they're all three going to be fascinating case studies. I, th- I think it's going to be fun to see AJ and Julio out on the same practice field together. I think it's going to be interesting to see just how far along or how physically different Lawan looks, because he does look physically a lot different right now in terms of weight. Uh, he's he's down substantially. So I, I'm curious to see how long it takes him to get back up to speed in that regard. But the person that I think most of us are interested in is Bud Dupree, because of course he's your shiny new toy who you paid $16.5 million a year for. And at this point, there is no timetable for Bud. Well, I'm recovering well. I'm on schedule. Uh, as far as uh, when they'll let me practice and stuff, I really want to know. It's up to them to like decide uh, how they want to do it, how they want to go forth with it. But on my end, I'm doing pretty good and uh, you know, just uh, taking it day by day, you know, just excited for the season ahead. So that's new Titans, outside linebacker, pass rusher, edge rusher, Bud Dupree talking to us media vultures today. So there's no timeline. He seemed, He thinks he's on, on the correct uh, path. Uh, they're not going to tell him until they think he's ready to go. They're going to probably slow play him at this point. There's no reason to rush him back out onto the field. But, you know, all three of these guys are are critical. And and Bud Dupree said something today about, you know, wanting to shoulder the burden of the pass rush. He knows that that's why he's here. He knows he's here to fix it. He is prepared to to take that on. And and I really, you know, I'm sure a lot of Titans fans wanted to hear that because, you know, those expectations are, are put upon him whether he is willing to acknowledge it or not. But I do think it means something for him to acknowledge it, for him to say that out loud, because some guys are, are going to defer and say, yeah, you know, I, I like the group we've got here. I, I like uh, they've, they've done good work in the past and all. And, and Bud's not ripping, you know, previous performance, but, but everybody's aware that the Titans' biggest issue is pass rush and that Bud Dupree is here to help fix the pass rush. So at this point, I, I am most interested to see Bud Dupree. 
Chris Frazier says he ain't good. I mean, Chris, you, 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 there's nothing to indicate that he's not good. Whether he's great is a different question, but he's a good player. That's just a stupid thing that you've said. Um, we got dogs on defense, says Donald Bell. I feel a lot better with the new additions. Bud says, or Brad Lipford says, Bud, it was December 2nd since the injury. Yeah, I mean, it's it, he can he can probably he can probably give it a go at some point during the preseason during training camp. But, you know, I, I don't think there are any, there are any rush to get him out on the field. I think that they're kind of, you know, biding their time on these kind of things. Jonathan uh, Donahue says, nope, Farley is who I want to see. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's not a, he's not a viable option right now. The three, the three of them are more like, you're more likely to see the three of them first before you see Caleb Farley. Um, it's just based on, you know, what all everyone had work done on, and and how much more cautious they're going to be with Farley, given that it's his back at this point. Ronnie, or excuse me, Riley says, looking forward to seeing Jeff Schwartz, or seeing Jim Schwartz, rather, giving side-eye to any defensive coach. Yeah, I, I always keep an eye out for him because he's always lurking around out there. It's He's pretty he's pretty low-key um, at practice, but uh, I, I'm familiar with Jim Schwartz's work, and I know that he is, he's not, you know, he's only low-key uh, until he's not, <laughs> and then he's one of the most alpha personalities in all of the NFL. Buck with uh, with the extra game, can King Henry get two K again? I mean, I don't know, Trenny. It's it's who could say? I mean, nobody's ever watched, rushed for fifteen hundred yards after a two thousand yard season. Um, so let's start with fifteen hundred yards before we talk about repeating two thousand. That that would be an insane thing for Derrick Henry to do. Um, but he's done it once. So, you know, if you're working off precedent, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about tonight, trying to keep on, keep on topic. Uh, Eric Garst says on Facebook live, even though Schwartz is a four, three guy, I'm glad to have him back on staff. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't matter what he is, right? He could be a three, four, he could be a Tampa two, he could be a four, three, whatever. All these guys have experience in various defensive schemes. It's how you combine them to maximize them. You're, you're not, don't be as married to the idea don't be as married to the idea of uh, of somebody uh, of what Jim Schwartz does or what Jim Schwartz runs historically. He's here to provide perspective. It's not about you know the scheme that he's most familiar with. So don't say uh, I wouldn't look at it as even though he's a four three guy. I'm glad to have him back on staff because you know maybe that they're going to run some four man fronts. They're going to run a lot of four man fronts to be honest with you. And uh, and maybe it not, it's not like four down defensive linemen. It's two outside linebackers. It's two down defensive linemen. It's, you know, it'll be a bunch of different looks at this point. The, the best part of the Titans defense is it creates chaos through confusion. Now, you can't have your own players getting confused, which was what happened, what was happening last year. But it does, it does create success when you were talking about how they do with turnover differential, because that is something notable. That the uh, that the Titans have always coached up really, really well. So, who are you most excited to see back? Uh, for me, I'm most interested in Bud Dupree because that is the biggest piece to all of this. They got to fix the pass rush, or else the defense is is still going to have a tough time getting it off the ground. Uh, who lifts more? The gone viral video is what we're getting ready to do before we wrap up the show. Who lifts more, Derrick Henry or Roger Saffold? <laughs> because we talked to Roger today. Uh, and I, I was cracking up because we saw Derek, Derek first day back, Roger first day back. Saffold is the one who spoke to the media, um, from the offensive line contingent. 
And I, we, we talked to Roger about his insane weightlifting uh, pictures that he does because, of course, Saffold built like a superhuman. But Derrick Henry has also been very, very impressive. So you'll hear from Roger Saffold here in just a second because Omar said Omar and McCoyotron says, Roger, and it's not even close. Uh, I, th- I mean, I think it's a lot closer than you think, but we'll get into that here in just a sec. Uh, here in just a second on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch on A to Z Sports Prime Time. While you guys do that, I'll tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of Primetime, of the Preds, of everybody who matters in the state of Tennessee, in the city of Nashville, in Middle Tennessee. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage has you covered. Dream address without the stress. That is what they offer to you or to take advantage of this insane seller's market right now at GaryAshton.com. They will put you in a position to succeed and capitalize on your real estate investments. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Who can lift more, Roger Saffold or Derrick Henry? Because I think I think it's a little closer than you might imagine. We talked we talked with Roger about this today at practice. Roger Saffold really always uh, always always good to interact with Roger. I think he is one of the most I think he's one of the most thoughtful players that we get to talk to on a regular basis, and I always appreciate. That he's willing to be, you know, open and, and forthright with us in, in a way. I don't want to say it's uncommon because it's not like the other guys are dishonest, but you know, Rogers just seems more comfortable in those settings. And and I think we all and you who are we're trying to get the information for, um, I think you guys benefit from that. So always appreciate Saffold's time. But we were, you know, we were going, we were going back and forth with Roger because they both have insane workout uh, routines. And Derek Henry is obviously not Roger Saffold. Roger is going to outlift Derek on almost across the board, but it's probably closer than you think because Roger Saffold is absolutely out of his mind. Uh, or excuse me, Derrick Henry is absolutely out of his mind when it comes to the workouts. And, you know, it sounds like it motivates uh, his left guard. I think that it's a, a competition almost. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what you're doing. Okay, well, I'm going to put two chains on. Uh, or, you know, it's like, hey, I see him uh, squatting uh, 450 pounds, you know, uh, doing box squats. So now I got to do a 650 box squat. You know, it's like those types of situations. Um, we used to always joke about who had the bigger biceps. And luckily, I've won every time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the thing about it is, is that you know that Derek is always going to work hard. You know, you in turn want to work hard. I think that the just the team mentality is just that blue collar, just want to work, hit you in the face uh, type of team. So I'm starting to see that with everybody. And the fact that this year I was able to bring Nate along with me out there in, in California where we train together and seeing his growth, you know, it just makes me excited about the future. Uh, of course, you know, I can't tell the future, but, you know, the work that you put in is usually what, you, what you're what you going to get out when it comes to the season. 
Who lifts more, Roger Saffold or Derrick Henry? It was it was fun to talk to Roger. I think he had a good time in his media availability today. Uh, you know, it's it's Roger without question, but it's pretty damn close. The the running backs workouts are insane at this point, and and Roger Saffold is. I mean, he's you know you, a lot of people, and I think this the, the perception of this has probably changed a lot to where it's not as common a stigma as I as I make it out to be, but. You know, a lot of people think just think of offensive linemen as as big old fat dudes who get in the way, uh, who get in the way and uh, and and or just physically take up space for the defensive lineman to try and get around. Except Roger Saffold is as athletic a human being as anybody out there, and is built like a damn superhuman. Uh, he he is built like Superman without question. Uh, I'm six two two fifty, says Abdul. Lift like Derek if you build uh, an aid that. Roger's a different kind of am, am, animal. Look at those traps. Uh, Abdul, I think uh, I don't necessarily – your your thought wasn't necessarily coherent there, but I think I got the majority of it. Large, longer longer uh, or long story short, Roger Saffold and Derrick Henry could both move a lot of damn weight, and it's going to be interesting to see how much better they look not running into eight- or nine-man boxes this year because you got the threat of Julio Jones and – of AJ Brown. That's going to do it for us on this Tuesday night. I hope we kept you entertained. I hope we kept you informed. And you know we will do it again tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. New 615 sessions out right now. We got into the Derrick Henry Madden snub debate at great length. It's my buddy Lucas Panzica. It is uh Will Bowling from 1045 the Zone. We talk some Vandy involves baseball as well. A little bit of John Robinson trolling. Good time on the 615 sessions podcast on 615 Day. So enjoy uh, the 615 Sessions, the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast on today, uh, which is June the 15th, which is 615 Day for the Nashville area code, the Nashville uh, the Nashville and Middle Tennessee area. We're uh, going to have a lot of radio sh- uh, a lot of radio show. We're going to have a lot of fun on the radio show tomorrow because Will Compton will be here now. For those of you, since we're doing programming notes, um, I got a text last night while I was wrapping up the taping of the 615 Sessions podcast. So if you already listen to the podcast, you know this. But on Thursday on the radio show, uh, we have a special guest. It's going to be Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. He's going to make his debut appearance appearance on the radio show with me. So we'll bring back good content from that to the primetime show on Thursday night. So if you're not hanging out from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, you're missing out because it's a great time. Um, and the content's going to keep coming, and it's going to be high quality. And Vrabel's probably going to make fun of me a bunch on the radio, but it'll be a good time. And uh, and maybe we'll see if we can't get a couple of jokes at Will Compton's expense as well. And certainly, as A.Z. Ziegler points out, I'm going to ask him about the third field. I, I, <laughs> I here's, what, here's what I'll say, because Mike, Mike does not like to – I mean, I don't – let me not say that. I don't know that Mike doesn't like doing radio interviews, but I know that he doesn't like to waste time. So I'm going to I'm gonna see what kind of mood he's in, and that will very much dictate the nature of the interview. Because, you know, if you catch him on the right day, he's willing to have a little fun. But uh, certainly I've got enough experience with him in the Zooms that it is, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're not wasting the head coach's time. But either way, going to be a good time and you're going to want to make sure that you catch it so if you can't listen to it live check out the podcast the buck rising show on 104.5 the zone karen wants to know what time uh on thursday mike vrabel is scheduled for 11 30 
on Thursday. So if you want to uh, tune in then, you may. And if you can't make it live, check out the podcast. It'll be there too. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll continue to produce great content. A to Z will continue to produce great content. Austin and Zach will kill it in the morning. And I will see you again tomorrow night because you know that there's a lot of work left to be done. And this is the last week for the Titans before they go on vacation, before I go on vacation as well. So you know that I'm going to power through. I'm going to finish strong because I'm not tired yet. No!